Uh, no, I Live love it. from Venturex Studios, it's JP, Kathy, and the crew. <laughs> I love it, okay. Shambriella, instead of doing the three, two, one, did the five, four, three, two, one. So we're very, we're pumped on this Wednesday morning. Good morning to you, the crew. Um, a happy birthday, belated birthday to Michelle, and then happy birthday today to Ann Guzman. So two of our favorite members of the crew. Um, birthdays back to back. So super excited to celebrate both of you and what a blessing y'all are in our lives. So happy birthday. Um, we have another blessing in our lives here on the show. We have Ask Doctor Be Good, Rebecca Good. Dr. Rebecca Good, that is, from the Ask Dr. Be Good show. And good morning to you, Dr. Good. Morning. Um, it's, it's a gorgeous day out there. I don't know if you have had a chance to be outside and have, oh my gosh, it makes you want to walk a long distance. It does. So I, I wanted, I wanted to like to take my today. dog and just stay outside all day today, except then I started sneezing from allergies and was like, well, oh. maybe not. <laughs> Oh, well, so how are you this morning, and what do we have going on? Just so much talk in education right now, Dr. Good. You know, parents, um, I've had a number of uh, parents contact me, you know, being a former teacher, about their kids going back to school. There are some parents who are super excited. Some are very nervous. Um, What's the big talk in education this week? Well, so, you know, it's funny you should say that. I was talking to my trainer this morning. And he has a son who's uh, uh, about 15, so he's going into 10th grade. And he's one of these kids that just has to have breathing treatments twice a day. And, and so the virtual world worked out really well for him. He's in Dallas ISD. And I asked him, I said, so um, what are the plans for your son? He said, well, we're going to continue doing virtual. I said, uh, no. <laughs> I said, virtual is done. Yeah. Uh, for, you know, a place like Dallas. You don't have that choice anymore. Said, uh, well, he can't go back. I said, well, y'all need to be in contact with with your school, with the school, because the school, yeah, the school expects him back. And it was like he had no idea. I don't he, think he he's alone, Doctor Good. I, you know, it's interesting. I, there are several folks, and I even spoke to somebody. You know, I was in Boston over the weekend, which it was wonderful, and um. Um, yeah, you said, I get to see some sights? No, because I was too busy crying in the bathroom after orientation. So that's a whole nother story. We can chat about that on the phone. But uh, anyways, um, so, uh, you know, and I talked to some folks and, you know, we we're talking about education and, well, you know, in, in Texas, you know, y'all don't have to wear masks anymore, all this different stuff. And, um, and just the perception is that the combined, either you can still, you're going to get an email from your school or your school district saying, do you, does your child want to do virtual or are on, you know, in person on campus? More people than not, I believe, think that that's still an option. It's just not. And, and you know, you've heard me say on here that yep. that's done. The state has said, oh, yeah, sure, districts, you guys go right ahead and offer virtual. We're just not paying for it. You yeah. know, so there's actually no money in going virtual. Now, it, there are some districts who probably will use the virtual world to help kids that are homesick stay yes. you know, kept up, but there will be no payment for those kids. Those kids will still be counted as um, sick days. So that is just not an option. Um, and and if, if you're not sure about what your school is going to do, first of all, shame on the school. The right. school should have been already sending lots of communication right. about that before they closed down. Most schools are 
um, districts are closed down right now. They will start up next week. But that all should have been cleared up before they went on their well, I, let me ask you this. You know, I, I know you're retired, but <laughs> I'm using air quotes for retired yeah. because you've got 9,000 things going on. Um, you know, the school district that you were just the CEO and superintendent for, how did y'all get that information out to the, the parents? Oh and goodness. when did y'all get that out to the parents? We've been talking, well, we were very over-communicative as during the legislative session, especially towards the end of it, what, what we did is every time we had some certainty because some law had been passed, then we would get that information to parents uh, in, in two languages, by the way, in English and Spanish, both. We had parent meetings in English and Spanish. Uh, you know, at night we had, uh, we had what we call the Wednesday packet that went home every Wednesday in English and Spanish about what was going on, upcoming events, all of that. It just, it was a, ongoing stream as we found out first we alerted staff and then we alerted parents i mean it's just an ongoing communication stream so that when parents say i didn't know that sent us a message about the parent yes either the parent hadn't gotten us uh current email slash cell phone or the parent was making choices not to answer our text or or to look at our text or our um, emails that we were sending and those are choices parents tend to make. They're busy. They get uh, frazzled. And so the last thing they want to read is something from the school. <laughs> get it. But. So, Dr. Good, <laughs> I noticed you used a word that I don't know that I've uh -huh. ever heard you use in at least the last year of the pandemic. The word was certainty. I don't know that we had any certainty coming out of Austin <laughs> yeah. at any point in time. You guys yeah, were a free flow. I can say we... We over-communicated. <laughs> yeah. There was so much free flow, it was like watching waves in an ocean. Uh, and, and you probably know that because you were part of our world and you know how much we communicate. And, and so, and, and you heard parents say in your tribunals with us, right? I didn't know. It's like, well, the school did this and the school did that. And it's, so I'm not sure where the breakdown was, right? I mean, we don't ever want to be accusatory. <laughs> How about I'll knock it on your door? <laughs> I mean, I'm at your house right now. Oh, you are? Yeah, where are you? I'm in the back room. I'll be there in a minute. Oh, you didn't hear the doorbell? <laughs> well, you know, and it just goes back to, and then, and I think, okay, um, you know, I know we slam the media all the time. This is something, if I'm in the media, I'm doing some kind of a thing, well, like what we do with you, and we've done with you for years, even when we were back on radio. Um, on a Wednesday morning, you have an expert or you have some an expert from a different ISD and talk, you know, have somebody from Frisco ISD. We are going, everybody's back, butts in seats, you know, um, make this a push because parents do catch the news from time to time. I, I would take advantage of that. And I, it just seems like, um, I don't know. I mean, I'd, it, it would be one of those things. If I were the superintendent of a school district, I'd be like, okay, not only are we sending out a massive thing from the ISD, from the superintendent, but then we're also putting out there all kinds of things all over social media. We're texting alerts to the parents, which that's an option. I know that's, I get a 
ton of text messages from you know from uh, the, the, yeah from my ISD. Um, thank you. You're um, and so it's one of those things. I think there's so many places. Plus, I would have the individual principal because okay, if I'm looking through my email box, I'm a parent. I'm like, oh gosh, another alert from the ISD. Who cares? Which that kind of is foreign to me. But anyways, I know I get it. Um, then I see something from principal so and so. Oh, I better open this. And the first line says, all students are back in school physically, face-to-face -face, as learners on August whatever. I don't know. It seems like you would really bring that to people's attention. And, and actually, while you were talking, I was thinking about the, the news has helped us also. We weren't the, the schools weren't the only ones communicating that there was no more virtual school. It was all over the news. Right. Yep. So, um, so if you were a parent and you didn't sort of know that, gosh, um, hmm. Yeah. Well, interestingly enough, though, if you remember, you and I had a conversation. I'd gone out to Lubbock, and I was talking with a teacher out in Lubbock and an assistant principal, and their superintendent had not passed down the information that you had shared on our show the Wednesday prior. And it was, really? Yeah, and it was important information from TEA. Interesting. And so, you know, I think also depends on where you live and and if your superintendent disseminates that information quickly or if they kind of sit on it for a while. Well, um, and, and that's true. I mean, there are, and you and I have seen this also, uh, JP, where we have school leaders who um, just, they just don't think People need to know what they're learning. You right. know, I mean, right. you know that. It's, um, there's an arrogancy that. sometimes that happens at the top, whether whether you know school business or not school, you know school organizations. That um, you know, it just depends on what kind of leadership you have. And I again, I'm a communicator. That's that's what I do. And yes. so um, being able to bring it here, to bring it through my show to bring it to our parents, bring it to our staff. You know, we had that very strong protocol that we really, really tried to get the information to staff first so that we couldn't be accused of telling parents things your staff didn't know, right? right. Um, and so, because uh, that happens in districts also where um, the principals will give information to parents and forget to tell their own teachers that. So, um, you know, it's just all about becoming a better leader. That's why there's so many leadership um, seminars out there for people. And right, if they're smart, they'll take advantage of it. But um, hey, and one of the things I wanted to bring to uh, your to the crew is those people that have kids going to college. Um, a good article about 12 ways to prepare your freshman for uh, college, the things to do during the summer. And one of them that caught my eye, and this is um, of course. The crew is my uh, liaison to others, right? So maybe not everybody in the crew has a freshman in college brewing this summer, but you've got friends and family that do. And that is make sure that, and it sort of goes with what we're talking about, make sure that you know, parents of this incoming freshman, what the COVID protocols are for your college. Yes. Because yes. Um, the different colleges have different protocols. Some require the vaccine. And uh, some don't. And if you are one of these that aren't getting the vaccine because you don't feel you need it or whatever your stance is on it, uh, there are going to be certain penalties 
Um, they will require the vaccine card. If you don't have the card, then you will have to be socially distanced. You'll have to take COVID tests at your own expense, student, parent, uh, on a frequent basis. There, there are protocols that you need to know about what, um, for incoming freshmen. So that I thought that was sort of a good tip. Um, it is. It's not only the school districts, the K, you know, the pre-K-12, but it's also colleges. And the colleges tend to uh, have stricter protocols. A lot of the colleges are private, and they can do that. So um, make sure you know what's uh, going on at your college. So that was, um, I thought, a very timely tip. Uh, some of the others include uh, making sure that you're reading a lot this summer in preparation. Make sure your child is reading. Uh, I see a lot of kids who sort of take it easy during the summer, and then they go to college for the first time, and they're in culture shock. So, right. you know, be smart about that. Um, have you researched your, the majors that your college offers? Hopefully, if you had a good high school, your college counselor made you do that through Naviance or some of the other softwares. But, you know, the what I found is the degree of knowledge that kids get about college readiness in their high schools really varies. And so... I've done podcasts on that, and I'll remind parents again, do not assume that your child is getting good college readiness information from your uh, from the school's counselors. Don't assume it. Be proactive. Be an advocate for your high schooler and make sure that you know when college night is, um, what is going on, how they're preparing kids for college, all of that. And it's not only college. You know, college stands in for college vocational school and military they have to do all three and expose kids to all three and the good high schools are doing that but not so good or not so remember as always you're the advocate for your child you have got to make sure that what i'm talking about is happening in your school that is normal should be normal high school behavior it's not special or um only in special high schools this should be going on in all high schools and if it's not going on in yours you need to make some noise about it. And if you don't know how to make noise, contact me. Uh, <laughs> you know how to help that. people make noise. <laughs> I know how to help people. So um, anyway, I know um, you have other uh, guests waiting, but uh, thank you for letting me uh, come on and, and share that, uh, that action piece with uh, those people that are going to first and, and really probably returning to college. It's probably not just a freshman thing. All colleges and all college students are going to be returning to a new environment, a new COVID protocol environment. Make sure you find out ahead of time. Excellent information as always, Dr. Good. We appreciate you and have a blessed rest of the week. And what, what are people looking forward to on your show this Sunday at 8 a.m.? Well, we're, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about um, this college readiness. Um, again, I... As I talk to more districts and more parents, I am really finding out how little our parents and our even high schoolers know about what awaits them. And so we'll be talking a little bit about prepar uh, preparing for that. Uh, some I didn't get through. I did a had a great article on um, really being able to help kids stay healthy during the summer. And so we're going to continue that. 
it's we our health continues to be in a flux. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I don't have my Wednesday gig, babysitting gig tonight because uh, the the almost five year old was exposed to COVID. Oh, and so it's, okay. Yeah, and it's like you know the parents are vaccinated. He's not vaccinated, of course, and so right. now it's like you know what's the protocol? And so I, I want to talk more about that because we we we've been in this a, you know year and a half, and yet we still are uncertain, right? Right. And so. Um, making sure that we practice healthy practices this summer so that if we are exposed to COVID, no matter what our age is, that we have a feeling that we'll, it's not going to be a problem. So, and it, and it all has to do with healthy practices. So that's, you know, it, I'm beating that drum, but unfortunately um, it, it still needs to be said. So anyway, we'll be talking more about that, keeping you healthy. Sounds good. All right. Thanks so much, Dr. Good. We appreciate you. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, You know, it's interesting, JP, she mentioned the, her her five-year-old, her five-year-old grandchild being exposed to COVID. And that's one of the things, and again, there's, you know, a bajillion things we hear during the day and JP and I are always going back and forth. One of the things that um, popped up on one of my um, news feeds yesterday was that uh, the current White House administration is looking to um, make anyone over the age of two now wear a mask. So, um, you know, and again, I just start thinking, where will it end? And at some point, have we not, um, you know, have we not, you know, gotten to a point where enough people are vaccinated? Is this because of the new strain? Um, So many unanswered questions. And it's if you're a parent right now, it really is up to you, no matter what age your child is to figure out what the COVID protocol is for this upcoming school year. You've got to go out there and find that information. And if your school district's not giving it to you, go rattle some cages. We'll get some rattlesnakes. <laughs> okay. Is it what? rattlesnake roundup time? It could be. <laughs> it sounds like that's what Democrats are doing. They're trying to round up as many rattlesnakes what? as possible. the heck? Yeah, I tell you what. Here's what's interesting, right? Yeah. Uh, the CDC has laid out all kinds of guidelines. Yep. Being that you don't have to wear a mask at school, you don't, I mean, again, it becomes a choice, right? And so how each state employs those uh, challenges that are laid out by the CDC for schools to meet uh, will determine what kind of school you have. And I'll tell you, if I'm a parent, I'm looking for that school of choice. You better believe it. I'm looking at leaving my, my zip code if it's not going to match my needs and here's the exactly thing. if there are no children to teach in the classroom then there's no need for that school and the school goes away i mean that's your yep. that's how you make your statement right or you do it at the ballot box until you can get a school board that aligns with your community so but again you know it, it's it's interesting because i started to see the the uh propaganda machine called the media has fired up again and they're reporting twenty three thousand new cases a day over the last seven days and prior to that over the course of 14 days supposedly we were only at eleven thousand a day uh and of course they're saying it's the delta variant and you know here's the thing there was somebody on social media that said and it was a chinese woman and i don't remember exactly how she said it but what she said was that um there will be three pandemics called on and so we've had the one the Delta variant, and I said this. Is you know, this the second? So the this second, would be, number, be two. number two. Okay. And I'm telling you, I said this 
two or three weeks ago on the air that we're, they're going to try to lock us down again. Oh, it's coming as we get you closer. To yeah, the you start mentioned this, and we talked we talked about it at length um, a, a few weeks back. You're right it, that, and, and we're like, what did we say jokingly, but kind of not? Everybody go out and start buying your toilet paper again. Uh, you right. know, I mean, it's just it's one of those things. So, and sadly. I know I've got family members. I know members of the crew that we've talked to have started stocking up on um, paper towels, um, cleaning um, things, uh, cleaning, uh, you I, know, I what, what, what have you, um, toilet paper. Um, well, I've just been in a habit ever since COVID. I always keep at least an extra, you know, six, eight, or 12 pack of toilet paper. Now, your dad, your dad's the my, one who stocked yeah, up on the toilet paper. Mr. So, like 40 roll or no, 400 roll. Yeah. Of toilet paper. So you're, so you're good. Like, okay, if anybody, if we go through another toilet paper shortage again, Stan the man, <laughs> he's got the, the comedian, market. he's got the black market. It yeah, may cost gig. you a little. A little side gig. Yeah. Well, he's retired. He's retired, he's so he's got, he's got to have a side hustle. He's got to make a little bit of money. Yeah. So it's right. one of those things that people are preparing just in case, you know, um, grabbing up all the things that went off the shelf before. Um, you know, you, and you really, you look at the price of things and you look at inflation and all the different stuff um, that we're dealing with. I mean, every single time. Went to Market Street the other day, with which, by the way, I have your lotion la next to the last one, JP. So this is the popular fragrance for the summer. Um, anyways, you know, and it was the normal kind of stuff I buy when I go to Market Street, which is about once a month. All of a sudden, I was like, that was over $100 today. Wait a second. And and it's just, it continues every time I go to the grocery store. Just the normal run-of-the-mill things I get, it's costing me more. I know it's costing me more at the, at the gas pump. Um, so you start getting nervous and you start hearing things like, hey, the Delta variant's going to be worse once school starts or there's this third strain possibly coming through. Be prepared for another lockdown. Well, it's, and, it's scary. Well, it is. And here's the thing, right? Democrats are starting to really run scared uh, to the point now where they are threatening to some extent to want to monitor your text messages. And what the what? First of all, I think they would be entertained if they saw what JP and I texted each other on and off all day. I think that would be fun for them. Uh, maybe they need some levity. This is scary stuff. Yeah, they want to be able to determine when people are <laughs> giving misinformation about vaccines. No, no, but that's nobody's doggone business. We, okay, so what about um, the vaccines that I got my kids when they were little bitty? Um, you know, I, yes, back in the day, I was texting my girlfriends back and forth, and we were like, hey, went and got the... The, the MMR and the mumps, measles, rubella, and this, that, and the other, and got all three of these. Did your, you know, did your so-and-so, did Johnny have a reaction? Did Katie have a reaction? Um, and that's nobody's business, what I was sending back and forth with my fellow moms. Well, this is what White House Gosh. spokesman Kevin Munoz told Politico. When we see deliberate efforts to spread misinformation, we view that as an impediment to the country's public health and will not shy away from calling that out. You know, here's the thing. Facebook and Twitter uh, have given Democrats this power, or, or this power hunger anyways, to want to now control all of the communication and monitor it. And if they don't like what you're putting out, then they want to get rid of you or get rid of your ability to communicate. Uh, they've done it to us. Yeah. They've put us in the shadow box. 
uh, which is why our numbers just dwindled almost to nothing. Uh, thankfully, we have the, the crew, and they've stuck with us regardless of how bad Facebook has tried to kill us. Um, but here we go. This is the next step. And, I mean, it's like I'm watching Fahrenheit 451 or I'm reading the book. Here we go. We're going to start burning. I'm telling you, we're, it's coming. We're going to start burning books in the middle of the street real soon. And it's like, is this really becoming our reality? And so there better be a pushback. And everything, everything that falls under this, I'm waiting for this to happen when Republicans come out or just people come out and say, no, we're not going to allow you to monitor our text messages. Well, you're a racist. It's coming because that's their go-to right now. Well, it has been on everything... Uh, election-wise, and now you're finding, okay, in Arizona, the Supreme Court looked at this and said there was not not one case of of racism or racial inequality when it came to voting, because when they said, you know, you had to vote in your own precinct and all this kind of stuff. So, okay, so if in court things are being proven not to be racist, that the media and the current administration is saying is racist, well, then where are they going to go with that, JP? Are they just going to overstep the facts? Yes, because those facts don't fit them. I'm telling you, that's where we're at. And if we don't push back as a country, you know, I remember when Ronald Reagan ran for president and Walter Mondale, uh, the only state he won was his own. The push came from middle America. That's where the difference maker is. You've got the East Coast versus the West Coast, and those guys will battle out to about a 50-50 hit, right? And then you've got middle America that makes the decision. Yep. And so the question is, does the farmer stay on the couch or does he get off the couch and go out and vote, right? So when it's hitting his pocketbook, the answer is, yeah, he gets off the couch and he goes and oh, votes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's going to be coming. And you are going to be talking about white farming versus black farming, which and is I, now a thing. And I thought, and, and, and how was that, how's that ever, how should that ever be a, a, a thing? And I thought about your sister well, she's up white. in Wisconsin. I mean, she's white, though. I mean, I, I, well, I know. So then I'm like, okay. We were invaded by the Huns, though. But then... <laughs> But I and I know that's the thing. So she's she's a white female, and has and she's a female, you know, in charge of a farm. So okay, then are you saying that is this going to be a you know, then if you're a white woman, then you're not good? And yeah, and I'm like, at what point does this this you know, I don't know. I don't even know what you call it. At, at what point does this insanity not stop? And people don't say, hey, if farmers are in need, let's look at farmers as a whole. Let's not say, well, you're worthy, but you're not. That's that's frightening that well, you can even put people into those categories. And I'm going to read Ann Guzman. Do we have Representative Leach with us yet? Um, he should be on any minute. Uh, Shambriel, if you'll let us know when he comes on. All right. He, so, he's going to talk about the Democrats who have left Is the he state. on or no? He, says he no. said he's on in a few minutes. So. so Ann Guzman said, okay, if you don't vote Happy for birthday. him, you ain't black. Now, if you don't agree with him, you're a confederate. Uh, that is one way to promote unity. Don't believe the handlers realize the unity they are creating. This bullcorn fiasco game they just played with Texas, don't cut it. Texans don't run, and we don't, and we are not dumb enough to believe three charter buses and two charter planes suddenly appeared and Goofy gave an election speech the same day the MLB played their bogus game and Pennsylvania is getting ready to audit election results. What a stupid, disastrous mess this bunch of power mongers are. Really, power monkeys is what I would have called them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Ann's right on target here. And that's this is what's going on, right? This is what's happening. And if, if we're not careful, 
the very, very, very small percentage of Americans that are running the media right now will start to control the government, will start to control the communication. That who controls communication controls the waves of this country. Now, not the stalwarts, not the guys and gals that are you know firmly in concrete and know what their beliefs are, but control the waves. It's like the college program we're going to blow out here in about a week. These college kids have no clue, and they're sitting there bashing America and how they would never live here. And so the reporter goes, so would you be willing to give up your passport and give up your citizenship and move somewhere? And the answer was, well, no. Well, how do you know all this information? Well, my professors told me. And we want to open that up to K through 12? Yeah. Whatever. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I tell you what, <laughs> JP and I, we're on a roll ranting today. And now we're going to bring uh, State Representative Jeff Leach on to talk about special session. And well, you got to let me roll something out at, oh, right at the beginning. Though, roll, because roll, the roll. Because the crew is on a roll. <laughs> I love so it. So <laughs> do, do we have Representative Leach? I don't we see do. him. We do. Oh, do you have, do you have video. video feed, Can Representative? Yeah, I'm here. All right. We got you now. All right. We hear you. So here's the deal, Jeff. The crew is on fire right now. Are you going to head out and start arresting Democrats and make them suckers come back and do their job? Well, we're. uh, It's certainly an option. Yeah. Yesterday, the House uh, voted, and I supported um, any and all efforts to get our Democrat colleagues back into the state of Texas and back to the House chamber. all of your listeners this morning, I imagine many of your listeners waking up, they're headed to work. They have to show up to work today, and if they don't, they're certainly not going to be paid, and they're probably going to be fired. And the same should be true for your elected policymakers. And uh, we're going to continue to show up here in the Texas House every single day until they, they get back so that we can get our work done for the people of Texas. And what a crazy concept. So, Representative Leach, you were elected by the taxpayers, by we the people here in the state of Texas, correct, in your district? That's correct. Okay. So basically they hired you by electing you to do a job, correct? They elected me to do a job, uh, whether I vote the right way or vote the wrong way, um, whether they agree with me or disagree with me, they elected and they, they elected me and they expect me to show up to work. Absolutely. Well, and so, and I guess, and I'm looking, okay, if JP and I didn't show up for our jobs, well, guess what? Not going to be around very long. I'm not going to get contracts re-signed or whatever the case may be. You know, average, you know, Joe taxpayer who's out there working a nine to five job trying to handle this during a pandemic, handle all the changes that have come around, inflation, you know, higher prices of the gas pump. Do they have a choice of just going to D.C. and being treated, you know, having the royal red carpet and royal treatment for them? I, I mean, where where is this fair? Well, well it's not fair. And, and the Democrats are in Washington, D.C. right now, and they're all over the, uh, you know, mainstream media. They're meeting with Kamala Harris and Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, and they're taking their selfies and they're raising money. Uh, when the, while the people of Texas are, are at work and the people of Texas are expecting us to be at work in the Texas House. Look, guys, we got important work to do for the people of Texas. Yes, this election integrity bill, which makes it, by the way, easier to vote. This bill expands voting opportunities in the state of Texas, despite what their, their talking points say. This is a good bill that reasonable Texans can and should eagerly support. But put that aside. We've got bills um, it, relating to lowering property taxes, taking care of our retired teachers, ensuring that yes. our kids in foster care are taken care of, that they're <clears> provided <throat> for, that we're improving foster care. There are so many issues 
that are on the plate right now that Democrats are petulantly refusing to allow to come up for debate and for a vote. And I don't think that the people of Texas are going to stay in for it very long. I, I, th- I think it's horrible. I think this is j- it's it's unacceptable. And you're mentioning things. So foster kids who are in need, retired teachers who desperately deserve this extra check. They've yeah. earned it. There's just it's complete disregard for them. And you're right. And they're treating it like and I was so frustrated. I was texting with JP yesterday and I was saying, you know, how is it that they're there? Like you said, they're getting selfies. They're getting literally the red carpet rolled out for them like they're some type of celebrities. They're breaking the law. They're not doing their job. They're they're thumbing their nose at at the taxpayer and at we the people. There's there's work we have to get done. There is work we have to get done. And look, you know, if, if you if you're opposed to the bill, although importantly, Kathy, uh, it, I've asked many of them, and and your constituents, your listeners, should be asking them as well. What specifically do they disagree with in the election integrity bill? What specifically do they claim suppresses? voting or makes it harder to vote or that unnecessarily discriminates against minority communities and minority voters show us those provisions in the bill they won't find them because they don't exist i would never support a bill governor abbott would never support a bill you would never support a bill that discriminates unnecessarily uh, or, or unlawfully against minority voters that makes it harder to vote that makes our elect- elections less secure less safe less fair less free that, that bill is not on the table right now and, um, and so not only are they opposing a good bill that we should support, they're refusing to come to work. And, and at the very core of all of this is the refusal to show up and do the hard job. Show up. Vote no if you want. I don't know why you'd vote no on this bill, but show up for work that, so that we can do and, uh, and complete and finish the important work that the people of Texas elected us to do. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it just—it just seems. I mean, JP, doesn't it seem to you like it should, this is just common sense? How many times, when you were an elected official, how many times when I was on commissioner's court, did you know a vote was not going to go your way? You just—you know that. I mean, you go in and sometimes you're falling on the sword, but you do it because that's what your constituents have asked of you. That's what you know the taxpayer is telling you to do. And guess what? The taxpayer is your boss if you're an elected official. I couldn't be like, well, I'm not going to show up at court today, you know, because I'm just, you know what? I don't like the way the vote's going to go. Well, here, here's my thing. You need to allow the process to be the process. Where the votes fall, where the votes fall, the bills are passed, the bills are not passed, and then everybody learns what they're about, figures it out, and they go about their life integrating it into their life. And for Democrats to take off and run and think they represent what the state wants – that's not what the state wants. And so, Jeff, keep hard charging and, and get Republicans excited. Let them know the people out here support what y'all are doing, yeah. whether you're a Republican or I've got Democrat friends that are saying they're embarrassed by this, that they would have thought they would have learned from the first time they did this not to do it again. Um, we are not the, the state of Harris are, County. Okay, so, and, and JP, these are friends of yours who are voting Democrats Correct. somewhere in the state of Texas, and they're even saying, what the heck? Correct. So... Oh well, yeah, so, look, I, I've talked to a few of my, my Democrat. I, I've talked to a couple of my Democrat colleagues who are up in Washington right now, and and uh, as late as last night, and a couple of them are now scratching their heads, thinking, "Okay, what's the end game here?" Uh, they, they don't even know what their plan is. But I can tell you what our plan is. Our plan is to continue to show up for work. Yep. If at the end of this special session on August seventh, uh, we have not passed these important bills, Governor Abbott will call us right back on August eighth. As I'll he should. Continue 
Uh, although I don't, I don't want to be away from my family and from my home and from my business, from you guys, from my constituents. Yeah. I'm going to stay here and do my job in the Texas well, that that's what when you got reelected, that's what we reelected you, quote unquote, hired you to do. So thank you for that. And you see, you think this would be so simple. I mean, you're right. The crew, everybody's just outraged at this, they you are. know. Hey, Jeff, can I jump down to something that's on Greg Abbott's agenda for the special session? It's at the very bottom. And Absolutely. I know that a lot of us are talking about it and thinking about it. Um, you know, I've got a daughter. Uh, I think you have daughters, right? Daughter and two sons, he has. Daughter and two sons. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's the ability for a male who then tries to trans into a female to be able to participate in, in sports as a female. Are we going to get movement on that? Are we going to protect the young women of Texas and allow them to flourish within sports? Or are we going to take that away from them? Yeah, so, so you cut out a little bit. I hope I hope that y'all can hear me on my end. I'm we can hear you now. We can. Issues, but, what it, what uh, it was is the, it's the transgender the, issue. Uh, with the women's bill. Yeah, what, what's about uh, pr- protecting women's sports. Right. There's no question that we're going to do everything we can to pass legislation protecting our girls, our women who play sports uh, from those who don't need to be opportunities uh, within our UIL rules here in the state of Texas uh, to play um, to play boys sports or girls sports or, or co-ed sports like track and field, but you're going to compete against folks that you need to be competing against, period. That's the way we've always done it in this state and in this country, and we're not going to change it now. So, again, if Democrats want to stay away and continue to refuse to allow us to do our work, work, by the way, which is supported by the vast majority of Texans, this is common sense legislation. This isn't crazy stuff. This just makes sense, and uh, this is protecting Texans, and uh, we're going to pass it, and we're going to be here for as long as it takes to do so. Thank you. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just because that's a big concern. The crew is concerned. I've got a lot of friends that are concerned about right. it. You know, I had a daughter that participated in, in female sports. Right. And, you know, you're once you're a boy, you're a boy. Pinocchio, that's the way it goes, bud. And your hormones, you can do as much as you want with hormone therapy. Your muscles are just different than that of a female muscle. Well, and again, I go back to, and this is kind of like we talked about with Biden saying that, you know, farmers were going to get aid except for white farmers. I'm like, well, what about the white female then? Where where does she fall? Um, And and I I look at this that I I feel like this administration and, and this liberal socialist movement that we have going on, and Jeff, I'd like to hear your thoughts, it really works against a lot of things that were put into place, for example, to protect girls and women years, decades ago, heck, d- decades ago. And I feel like we're moving backwards. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, a lot of this stuff, Kathy, to your point, is it should be so black and white for uh, common sense, reasonable Texans, American citizens. If, if, if we're talking to one another, as we're communicating about these issues, I, I find that that. The, the vast majority of people agree on these very simple issues. When you're born a boy, you're always a boy. When you're born a girl, you're always a girl. What's on your birth certificate does not change. Um, God uh, wires us and creates us and makes us who we are. And the fact that we are now having a conversation in this country about full-grown boys being able to compete and take the places of uh, girls, um, whether they're 8 or 18, um, is, is just beyond comprehension to me. Yeah. It should really shock all of us, um, no matter where you are politically. Put partisan politics aside. The fact that we're even having 
this conversation in this country right now, among other conversations, uh, whether it's okay to abort a baby at 38 weeks, oh. um, whether it's, you know, all, all mm. these conversations, which, which we can talk about ad nauseum, uh, should be dealt with by reasonable, common-sense Texans and Americans, and I believe that's what we're doing here in Austin. Yeah, well, thank you so much. Keep up the good fight, and we'd love to have you back on to to update us on, you know, if if and when the Democrats come back. I know Attorney General Ken Paxton has said, yes, when they come back, if, if arrest is needed, then that's what he'll do. So um, good luck fighting the good fight with a bunch of your colleagues well, look, we, partying in D.C. We, we've got troopers, law enforcement, all across the state right now who, who for those Democrats that are back in the state, they're going to go get them. And so instead of protecting our streets and our schools and doing their jobs, these troopers are having to take time away from the job they were appointed to do to go find Democrat lawmakers and make sure they show up for work. It's just ridiculous. It is. Uh, it is. We're going to get our work done. And I appreciate y'all having me on this morning. Oh, you bet. Blessings right. to you. And may the force be with you. May the force be with you. <laughs> I, I, right. I kind of don't know what Take else care, to say. Jeff. I love it though. May, May the, force the force be with, with you. You, you know, they're perfect. pushing back the forces of darkness. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's crazy. And my dad's going to get a chuckle out of that. Cause whenever I say, dad, how are you doing? He goes, oh, pushing back the forces of darkness. Hey, Grogu check. Oh, yes, yes, yes. see yes. where he is at on that do, process. Do, 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 yeah, that is the rhino unicorn. I love it. It is a Berkeley unicorn. It said unicorn on the tag. Grogu, what do you think about all this? <laughs> yeah, he's a little distraught with it as well. He's like, I don't know if I can be a like, fan uh, of that. Uh, well, but let's ask, let's ask Grogu this question. Oh, okay. This is kind of like the magic eight ball. <laughs> it is. Pick him up. Let's see. Let's see what you can do. Grogu, vanilla ice cream. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We've got this. Let's see. Okay, vanilla. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, Grogu. That was a big. That, that was a big thumbs a, up. That was a big thumbs up. Okay. Grogu, strawberry ice cream. Not oh, so much. Not so much. Ah. Grogu, chocolate ice cream. Oh, oh, oh I, there's a little excitement I out of that. I think we might have a winner. We may have a winner. All right, so here's the here's the. That's big... hilarious. That is, this is J.P. Kathy and the crew's version of the Magic 8-Ball. Grogu. <laughs> Grogu. From the Mandalorian. The squeaker. Grogu the squeaker. So here's the big one, right? Oh. All right. Are you a vanilla, a strawberry, or a chocolate? What are you? Would love to hear this. Yeah, so crew members, chime in. What are your thoughts? Do you like vanilla ice cream? Are you a strawberry ice cream? Are you a chocolate ice cream person? Because here's my deal. Are you ready for this? Yeah. I'm, I'm about to knock you out of the ballpark. Uh-oh. I'm not a huge chocolate ice cream fan. What is happening? Right. How did I not know that about you? I, yeah, I'm just not. I am not a big chocolate ice cream Interesting. Yeah. See, now, I was not a chocolate person, with the exception of like a Snickers bar or a Reese's peanut butter cup. Didn't like chocolate unless it was in that format. Um up until I was pregnant with my son and after I got through the, the real bad morning sickness and was able to eat stuff, I only craved like chocolate cake and chocolate ice cream. And it's it's interesting, ever since then, I love chocolate. Prior to being pregnant with CJ, did not. Funny thing is, he can't stand chocolate. Well, I wonder, so there you go. <laughs> I wonder if that's what happened to me. I wonder once I had my baby and, uh, oh yeah, still have So at one, point, at one point, did you like chocolate you ice know, cream? I don't think I ever really like was even a, as a kid. Not even, not even as a kid. Okay. Now I would eat Rocky Road ice cream with my mom because that again, was her favorite. And that's um, an emotional thing for you. I know that's a big deal with you. Right. But also it's got the marshmallows, the nuts. nuts it's, all, right. it's not true just chocolate. So for me, it has to be vanilla ice cream base, right? And so then you can do what you want with it. So like, for example, 
Um, I think it's called Bunny Ice Cream or something like that. The Bunny Ice Cream. They've oh, got the yeah, bunny, bunny footprints or, or Yeah, bunny tracks or something whatever. Something like right? the bunny blue. So, and they've bunny, got like a chocolate bunny? ribbon with a caramel ribbon yes, with chocolate-covered yes, yes, peanuts. Yes, 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 yes. So, again, it's got to be vanilla-based, right? So, Ann Guzman says vanilla. Uh, Michelle says vanilla because it goes with floats and liquor. Amen. I just, yeah, it floats in liquor. That's it goes with floats in liquor. I'm like, that's of course. Now, see, of course, if you, happy birthday. Did you have some of that for your birthday? Right. Now, if you did a green <laughs> banana, then you'd put mint chocolate chip ice cream in the green banana when you're having your drink there. So what? Yeah, that's an Austin thing. Never heard of oh, that. Oh, the green banana. Let me tell you. Ooh, is that good? Yeah, turn you into a green monkey. Uh, <laughs> let me just tell you. <laughs> so it's good. And so. What's a green monkey? Okay. <laughs> what well, turns you into a green monkey? Oh, Sharon says it's bunny tracks. Bunny yes. tracks. Now, yes, see, yes, so yes. again, though, for me, though, for, to have the chocolate in it, it can't be the ice cream. Okay. It can be a chocolate syrup. It can be a hot fudge. But the ice cream has got to be vanilla. Now, yeah, now with a Sunday, definitely. I don't, I don't like tricking up Sundays. Like a lot of people, even when you go to Brahms, like I would take the kids to Brahms when they were little, and they would get a Sunday, and they would usually get a flavored ice cream with the Sunday stuff on top. I'm always vanilla with whatever topping I'm getting on my um, Sunday. Now I am a fan of because I like vanilla, strawberry, chocolate, all three separately. Um, not a big preference to one over the other. Um, but I do like Neapolitan. And I remember growing up as a kid, like for some reason, I, I always thought like we were rich when we had Neapolitan because that just seemed really fancy that we had all three right. ice cream flavors in one carton. Um, my dad's like, okay, kid, we weren't rich. And wow, how, how easily fooled were you? But, you know, I remember things like that as a kid. That was a big deal. Still to this day, I, I like Neapolitan because I don't, I'm either in the mood for strawberry, vanilla, or chocolate. There's there's usually no in between. So we're not a mixer then. Um, with Neapolitan, I can be, especially if I can put some Hershey's chocolate syrup over the top of it. I dig that mixed. But I'm usually in the mood, especially like if I go to get a shake, for example, because I don't do eat a lot of ice cream. But if I go to get a shake, um, I'm either, and it's definitely, definitely, definitely in the mood for strawberry, vanilla, or chocolate. Now, if they have salted caramel... Yes, yeah, see, salted caramel is new on the scene, though. And, and it this is. This is just the this vanilla, is just the basics. strawberry, chocolate. So if I go chocolate. with the basics, it's going it, to, it When we were on kids, the there were no salted caramel. There was an accident of dropping the salt shaker in the caramel <laughs> syrup in the ice cream, <laughs> but that, that was about the extent of that. So Coach Quigley's a chocolate guy. Oh, he says, Regis. every birthday, my dear mother made me chocolate cake with chocolate icing with chocolate ice cream. Oh, there you go. Ann says that. sherbet is the best. And I I'm a big sherbet fan. And Ann, do you like sherbet that has, um, it's kind of like the Neapolitan of sherbet. Bluebell puts out one that has yes, lime, that. orange, yes. and raspberry sherbet. Um, and sometimes instead of raspberry, they have lemon, which then I'm I, I'm loving that. But um, yeah, See, I'm, I'm a big fan of sherbet. I am as well. Michelle we, need says a, that we need to have a whole thing just about sherbet. We do. So Michelle says I would dip my French fries in vanilla shakes. See, I do. That. Had a okay. girlfriend who did that. Okay, here we go. You ready? Yeah. This is okay. This is where I do go <laughs> chocolate. Are you ready? The drive-through at Wendy's. I get the child size frosty. The frosty. The chocolate frosty. That's a whole different playing. Yes. And then level, I dip though. my Wendy's French fries in, in my frosty, and I eat my yeah. frosty. Yeah, you got to do that. And, and I've got a couple of that's friends who do right that. There, that's that's a game changer. Right. But I put, and this is crazy. I'm telling you, there's something about that Wendy's chocolate, not a sponsor. They can be right. the Wendy's chocolate frosty that stands alone. Like I told you, until I got yeah. pregnant with CJ, I was I was not a fan of chocolate. I've 
always been a fan of the Wendy's chocolate frosty. I think it's a different chocolate it it's, on it's a, a different, different level. It's it's in a, it is in a category by itself. Yes. Yeah. And so yeah. Uh, let's see. Michelle says all about the hot caramel topping. Coach says oh, exit yeah. one ninety eight on Highway forty five has the peach store with the best peach milkshake. Took the kids there. We we took the kids there for a road trip. Oh my goodness! Guess that, what the base is? That's just so good. Guess peach. what the base? Uh, it's vanilla. Oh, well, vanilla, yeah. Yeah, vanilla ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so, it's those fresh peaches. So again, so here good. you know, here's the thing, right? So chocolate ice cream, not my gig. When I was a kid, though, right, and we would get the Neapolitan ice cream, right. So I would want all three, right, because I had to have all three. All three, okay. Yeah, you can't just have one in the Neapolitan no, no, bucket. No, 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 you got to no. have all three. And then that's kind of rude. Like you go in and you just dig out all the chocolate or all of it. Now I have been there and done. My that. My sister does. Been that. there and done. I that, would be so. like, okay, all the chocolates got there's just strawberry yeah, vanilla <laughs> left, which was funny. So, but here's the deal. Are you ready for this? I would then take my spoon. I would not eat a bite. I would take my spoon and I would start mixing. The ice cream to oh, blend it all together. Oh, it was blended. Yes, and then I would eat it. Then it was, the chocolate was not a problem. Right. Isn't that something? And it's not that I dislike isn't, chocolate. And isn't that funny that you remember that like so vividly, vividly from your childhood? Yeah, I'll be 930 years old and won't and, remember a damn thing but, but that. <laughs> you'll be a Neapolitan. I need a spoon to stir it and blend it. Well, that may not be true. I might remember that in sex. But outside <laughs> oh of that, gosh, I don't know that I remember anything else. Friday. Where did we get so, that? I'm just saying. Where did that come Well, from? can you imagine that in the rest home? Walking around with no underwear, eating ice cream. Woo, here we go. We're going to have a good time in the <laughs> we nursing are. home. We're and playing bingo. karaoke. <laughs> and karaoke. There you go. We're going to play karaoke bingo. <laughs> We're going to have our feather boa on. <laughs> With no underwear, good. no pants, eating ice cream. <laughs> yeah, I'm building a picture for you. Here's what we're doing. Oh, everybody's so, like, what nursing home is that that they're going to? <laughs> yeah, we right. want to avoid it. <laughs> oh, co- now, and I do remember this. Do you remember Carvel over by Clark High School on Spring Creek? He goes, I was a regular there growing up in Jersey, soft serve swirl. With was there a Carvel's ever? I didn't yeah. realize that because yeah. um, in Carvel, isn't that the one where you have fudgy the whale cake? Uh, I don't. Am know. I thinking that's the a, right? That's, a, that's Car- a lot more information I ever had. Oh, I just no, got I, the help me out with that, Coach. I was a squirrel guy, Coach. I didn't remember there was a yeah. Carvel ice cream over there. I didn't yeah. remember that. Wow. Yeah. Huh. So yeah, here I it that is. Was just up north. We've heard some of you, Tia. Where are you, buddy? Vanilla, strawberry, or chocolate? Yeah. You got to pick one. You got to pick one. Mine is everything starts off with vanilla. So whatever that is, you build from there. Yes. Now, here is the exception to the rule. Dun, dun, dun. For me anyways. Strawberry banana ice cream. Now, are you a big strawberry banana person? I am. A yogurt too? Uh, not so much because it doesn't taste as good. Okay. But I would buy that. When you okay. play had it, I would buy it. You'd buy it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, strawberry banana ice cream. Okay. There's then something to that. I'll tell you what my go-to is. If if I had to, if I was only allowed to have one flavor of ice cream the rest of my life, it would probably be the strawberry cheesecake. Really? Lo- love cheesecake. Now that's on the scene of late, right? That's Lo- like the like oh, yeah, last yeah, 10, yeah. 15 years, yep. right? Love, okay. love, love. Well, pr- probably more like 20 or so. I mean, it's it been, been around for a long okay. time. Yeah, Bluebell's had it out for oh, forever. Oh, Elizabeth today. says vanilla with chocolate syrup. There you go. And there and I go. like vanilla with, um, I like to mix, like if I go to either McDonald's or Sonic or um, Brahms, I'll get um, vanilla ice cream, and then I'll get if they depending on which place it is, I'll get hot hot fudge and caramel, and if they have the strawberry topping, that topping too. So I'll go with three okay, toppings. You're a topping it's girl. Like, it's like a condiment. It's a to- yeah. The the to- those it's, toppings it's, on a Sunday are like my condiments like condiment. to my chicken yeah, nuggets. I agree. 
I mean, it is what is it shocking? No. Is anybody shocked? No, no. just like a condom. I got you. <laughs> so, bottom line is, is that I'm a vanilla guy. Yeah. And uh, you can you can make a strawberry shake out of vanilla ice cream. Yes. With a little strawberry syrup. See, again, everything for me starts. It starts at with it, at the at the base. Yep. Coach so Cooley says the Carvel ice cream cake. Yeah. Okay. So it, Fudgy the Whale was one of those one of those because um, we got that uh, that for one of Michael's birthdays one time. Um, I can't remember where we saw Fudgy the Whale was on some TV show or something. Oh, it was so, on an episode of The Office. Well, and, and a side Imagine note, that. a side note, Michelle, we still have your Starbucks gift card in the two-drawer filing cabinet. Oh, yeah. And I owe Elizabeth a oh, gift card as well. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Well, it's like I leave We're the our show. own assistants and we yeah. forget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We love y'all. Sorry. We didn't we'll spend them. We'll get that to you. Well, I didn't JP forget JP did about buy it. them. Well, and seriously, we've got the I, gift card in, in the two-drawer filing cabinet. It's sitting there. With Michelle's name on it. So here's the deal, though. We owe two big happy birthdays to two of our biggest people on the crew. Yeah. We owe Michelle a big old happy birthday. Yay. And we owe Ann a big old happy birthday as well. Wow, so birthday blessings happy to two birthday wonderful ladies. to both of you. And hope you've had a wonderful birthday and uh, many more to come. All right. Well, hey, guess and what? We'll, Friday. And we'll be doing oh, this on well, no, Friday. This right now. Oh, Heck, yeah, okay, we well, party. Is it the orange one that you had? I think you did, yeah, the, you did I, the other one. Okay. I did the other one. I did the lemon Okay, whatever. so we're doing, uh, now I'm doing the rosemary lemon this time. Yeah, and I've got the, I can't read without my glasses down. I've got orange blossom and pistachio. Yeah, so. Who thinks these up? Orange blossom and pistachio? Well, I still wish I had the job of coming up with all the OPI nail polish names. I thought you were going to say opiate nail polish. No, OPI, all right, my favorite see. nail polish. Oh, and Coach Quigley <laughs> says, I like Dickies on 14th with the free soft serve ice cream machine. Yes, yes. Oh, yes, yes, I'm yes. Th- oh, you know, stuff. hey, by yeah, the way. There is a new well, Hawaiian store. I like this very light, store. though. Yes, wait, wait, Super light. You, you like a little more fragrance. Well, I want a little more lemon Which is robust. the reason why you've got the Spinster Sisters See, Company Lemongrass lemon grass Sage See, Body Butter. I can't butter. smell the pistachio. This is way light. This is even lighter than this one. Would you agree oh, on gosh, fragrance? Yes. The feel's good. I like the feel. Good cream. I like good shea butter. It is. Yeah, good, good, yeah, shea, good butter. shea butter in there. So I like that. Um, especially with nowadays how how often everybody washes their hands and uses you know sanitizers and whatnot. Now, and this is yours, sir. How much do I owe you? Happy for that? birthday! Don't worry. Oh, uh, oh goodness gracious! How many cups of coffee have you brought me over the years? Please. I don't. Know. It's the least I can give. you. I do love this. Uh, this now that's a, a good. That's a really good lotion. Got I love that at this. Market the Street. The lemongrass sage. I'll do this after I wash my hands. Really good smell. Because I got And go also party. good good um consi- good feel good good consistency or whatever you want to say but anyway good stuff so um so a mountain denton yeah just a quick story because i know the music is coming um and there is a new place out there it's a hawaiian restaurant and it's a fast food now check this out this is one fast food that when i finally go okay jp's kitchen time which i'm on the verge of yeah um, i can eat there they serve a chicken teriyaki Mm. hawaiian style they serve a hoo-hoo, mawahoo, choo-choo, which I'm totally wrong on. But another flavored grilled chicken with peppers and onions and Ooh, is it so good? garlic. Yes. And then a third chicken item. And then they serve uh, they serve a, a spicy vegetable, which I'm not a fan of, by the way. Okay. Because I want my vegetables to have their flavor. Like, I okay. enjoy my vegetables, Is right? the spicy too overpowering? Yes. So you don't taste the vegetable yes. anymore? Now, other people probably would like it. It's okay. peppery and all that. Right. And then white rice. And then you can get a side of pineapple. Oh, see, and I'm all about yes. pineapple with chicken. Well, but a healthy uh, yeah. place to go eat, right? 
and it's fast. Here's the best. So it's it, like drive through fast yes, food? Yes, drive through. What? Yeah, what? Yeah, no we kidding. We that here. And it's, good, and it's good. And so check wow. this out. They do a pineapple or a strawberry, because the coach is what made me think of this, or a blend of the pineapple and strawberry um, soft serve. Right. And it's calorie friendly, and it's by Dole. And it Ooh. is, whoa. I get okay, now mix. my stomach's growling. Yeah, it should be. If I could get one of them from Denton to here and it not be melted, I would do you it. You would do it. But I, 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 I'm, I like, please, I I'm like, maybe we need to put a ice pack in a... We could do a remote <laughs> from there and see if they let us do taste testing. Oh. How I, fun would I mean, that, that sounds... Be? I'm, all, I'm in. Me Tell too. me when. Me too. Tell me oh, when. Lord, holy moly. <laughs> all right. Well, hopefully you've had a good time. We'll see oh, you on Friday. On Friday, we y'all. have the new Miss Texas. No, oh, actually, the Miss um, Texas team. Oh, I can't propose to her. No, she's she's underage. Listen, she, I've got full. I'm gonna rank. I'm ready. <laughs> you're, I'm gonna go you're ready for you're knee. ready for the new Miss Texas to come in studio. I got bended knee. I got I, do, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. She's she's uh, she's stunning and she is well, amazing. Well, she's the full package. She is. She's brains, beauty, heart, everything. Um, so is the Miss Texas team. This this young lady is incredible. To with Miss Texas you have team. to behave. She'll be um, she'll be coming in via Zoom on Friday because. Um, next week, she competes for the Miss Teen Outstanding Teen America. So um, we're going to. We be, hope she wins that. We hope she wins, and I think she's got she's got a real shot. So we've got um, uh, an interview with her right before she packs her bags and leaves for the competition. So good stuff. We get to wish her well right here on JP Kathy and the crew. Yep. All right. So everybody have a great week, and we will see you on Friday. Love y'all. Bye. Coach Quigley and I.